What is up, quality people? We are back with another quality pod. We have some good stuff cooking today. First, let's acknowledge some of the quality people that are in the chat. We got T-Mac in the house. She says, good evening, lovely fam. Ready to get the show started. We also have Mama Prophet in the house as well. She says, let's see what they have tonight, ladies. I hinted to my mom that there may or may not be a big reveal. Hey, we need you to like for the algorithm. Because we are on a mission to spread some practical religion. I am feeling good today. How are you feeling, Kenya? I feel great. That's good. That's good. So, yeah, we do have a big reveal coming up here shortly. Um, In our first segment, we're just going to be, you know, going over just a little spill of why we do quality so that we can have, you know, a little basically trailer for people who are new to the channel. Shout out to everybody who has recently subscribed. Let's take a look. I think we're actually... um, at 571 when I last checked uh, right before the show. But our next three shows, tomorrow, Faith and Beyond episode at 5. That's not going to be with my mom. We're rescheduling that because she had to go out of town for work. At 6 p.m. or following that Faith and Beyond episode, we'll have a profitable conversation. We got some good topics lined up for those. Saturday may be the rescheduling with uh, episode of Faith and Beyond with my mom. Uh, we're still trying to work out those details. But those are what we got coming down the pipeline. Make sure that you subscribe, that you're pushing this out to your family and friends. Also, if you need some encouragement, follow um, Kenya on um, Medium, mm-hmm. the Medium app. You can go uh, be a follower of her. She's trying to get to 100 followers. We also have a private Facebook group called The Quality Group. Just send us an invite. We'll let you in the group. And that's where big reveals and behind the scenes will go down when um, we start, when, when we launch our phase two of, <laughs> yeah. of the quality life. So that's just a little bit of what we have going on. Um, we want to welcome all of you in. Can you, can you uh, tilt my mic up just a little bit? Yeah, I think that's better. Let me see if that, uh, yeah, still. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. All right, we're, we're back. Okay, yeah, that looks good. All right, so yes, so we have a big reveal coming. We are going to get into it. First, we want to get into basically why we do this channel. So if you're new to this channel, we want to welcome you. If you're coming back to this channel, we just want to give you a reason why we started Quality. And we're going to give that to you right now. So here is the big question that we are going to answer. And it's not asking anything. Jeez, I need to fix that. Why does quality exist? And so this is a big question. We've been doing quality for about a year and a half. I think we started in December of 2020. Yep. So, you know, right at the end. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 2020, yeah. Yeah. Started at the end of 2020, and we have just been, you know, putting. No, there's no way, because we didn't get together until 2021. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so let's, let's pause. Pause. <laughs> we, 
We started quality at the end of 2021. So December 2021, because now it's 2023. Okay, that makes sense. So it's been about a year and a half. Yeah, or else that would be two and a half years. Okay, so yeah, we started quality December 2021. And really, we've just been putting out, we know that we wanted to put out faith-based content, but we didn't know the direction. We didn't know if we want to talk about our relationship. We didn't know if we want to talk about commentary, a mixture of both. Yeah, I remember talking like in, in pro club, that's mm-hmm. now Legends. And we were, like, writing on that whiteboard, like, oh, we could go in this direction. We could do this. Right. So it's really cool to see where we are now. Yeah, now we are, you know, doing some cultural commentary, but, you know, from a faith-based perspective, trying to give people practical ways to live their life and to become more like Christ. And I, I think that really embodies why quality exists. But we are going to get into, you know, just individually why quality exists this so starting with kenya's point okay so i am a part of the quality hosting youtube channel because i want to encourage people specifically younger women to surrender their lives to christ giving my life to him has explained so much to me about why the world works the way it does and has given me a joy i couldn't have ever expected and i want the same for others and i just want to like be able to bridge that gap specifically for women, um, women that are growing up um, in their younger 20s because I want to prevent any mistakes or anything that could have been prevented if I just shared my story with them. And then they would be able to have that wisdom to be like, oh, yep, not going down that road right, right now. So no. that's why I do quality. I like it. I like it. So here is my reason specifically why I do quality. I simply want to help people become the best versions of themselves. And I believe that version of everyone is rooted in Christ. This is what it means to be a quality person. And so quality, if you didn't know, is, you know, we spell it with T-E-A at the end because we enjoy drinking tea and we bonded over drinking tea for so long, even predating the YouTube channel and and the shows. But also it, you know, it's also kind of a double entendre because it could represent being a quality person and being quality in Christ and really being faithful in your servitude towards trying your best to operate in the will of God. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly why I do quality and why we, you know, we started the channel and why we will continue to keep going and keep getting better and keep sharpening our skills, so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. And so... Along with that, we have some big changes coming, and we won't reveal, you know, too much that's coming down the line, but we do have a big reveal today, and we have a couple new hosts that are joining the podcast, and we'd like you to be introduced to them right now. It saddens me that so many young people do not enjoy their lives. I wish they knew that Jesus came to give life, and to give it more abundantly like he says in the Gospel of John. If only they knew how joy comes from the... Okay, hold up. That was that was the wrong that was the wrong video. So, uh, it is this video. Sorry. Uh, he posted a study. The source. Studies show teens today. My name is Lady Zaprora. I am the first new host of a quality pod. I'm Kenya's inner thoughts. We get each other. My commentary will be provided with the goal of helping people seek Jesus in practical ways. My name is King Rafa. I'm the newest host of a quality pod. I serve as Joshua's inner voice. My name. 
Rafa means to heal, and that is my aim with my commentary. My goal is to steer you in the right direction, so you can heal and become more whole like Christ. My name is Shepherd Baptist. I'm the final new host for The Quality Life. I will be serving as a voice of reason and truth with the hope that you will grow in your wisdom and understanding. I hope you enjoy all of our new host. Now back to Josh and Kenya. Gary! Okay, we are back. That is our new host, ladies and gentlemen. So we hope that you like them. Um, and that is just a little bit of why we do the quality life. So I need you to for the algorithm. share this with your family and friends because, you know, we want to spread practical religion. We don't want to do this by ourselves. We want to spread, you know, the practical way of living God's will out amongst the earth. So if you like this video, I know that you're going to like, you know, any one of our other videos and you can check out one of them right here in front of my face. And until next time, don't be Beta. so the alpha and the omega. Like for the algorithm. I was in college and, you know, it got to the point where I wasn't even going to class anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so um, I, I thank God. I know it was all him because I got out of that <laughs> semester with a, a 3.7. And I'm like, Jeez. I don't know how that happened Jeez, because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And so from that point, it kind of just, it was... It was one of those things, you know, that, that would fall on and off. I, I was chasing God desperately, but didn't know how to do it. And I wasn't yeah, really, yeah. I guess I was stubborn a little bit. I wasn't really willing to do it the way I've always heard it being done. Right. You know, so I looked for other avenues and I got into some, some worldly stuff. Where okay. it kind of, <laughs> where it kind of, um, where it kind of, it literally pivoted me right back to Christ. It, it's so crazy how it happened. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things like, it's kind of like the, the new age spiritual journey that people go through now with the crystals and the oracle right, cards right, right. Yeah. and stuff like that. It was like that, that was kind of something I wanted to get into for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so when I did that, it was like I was I was I was doing that as an excuse to do it and also as my reason for like trying to see God. Yeah, trying like, to see oh, God. Like, oh, maybe he's here. Like maybe he's here. Right, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. And so it was like Christ has always been in me and and around me, but it was kind of like like I said I was being I was just being stubborn. Mm -hmm. But it got to the point where I got to like maybe my second lowest point after college. You know, I think this is around when COVID happened. I lost my job. It was it was a lot going on at the time. And I realized that God has always been right there. And I didn't have to go through all these other mediums to find him. So I went right back to where I knew him, which was the word. Right. And so when I did that, everything just it was it just became clear that he was God and that I didn't I didn't have to continue to to find him through the world
What's up, people? Man, so that was our big reveal. I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you really enjoyed it. Mama Prophet said the characters are beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Quality people, make sure you... Because we are on a mission to spread some practical religion. As you see, your support means everything. Because of your support, we continue to be creative and we continue to be innovative. And like I said, when we get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, YouTube opens up some features that we really want to utilize and we think could really be a great value to you all, the quality people. And so thank you. We have um, a question from Mama Prof. Or T-Mac, Mama Mac. (laughs) T-Mac, Mama Mac. She says, what is the tea of the evening? Ooh, okay. Well, I have some water. (laughs) And I also have water. So we are drinking the God's nectar. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just good old-fashioned H2O. Um, we We actually had tea earlier today, and so that's why we are not eating or not drinking tea. It's been a long day. I've been uh, <laughs> just grinding, putting those characters together, creating them, and then there was like a like an eight step process to to get them to that point, and then to cut them up, and then to have the words scroll across the bottom. So, but I think uh, I really like the results, and they will be yeah, a really part cool. of our shows whenever um, they can be, whenever we have time to incorporate them in. Because I think, uh, again, it's just another way for us to, you know, add value into you guys' life. Um, so, yeah, let's get into our first topic. We have some really interesting themes today. And the themes of the show is the new depression. Now, there's just a lot of, like, the younger generation, Gen Z, is shown, like, study, and this is backed up by studies, shows that they are very anxious, they're very sad, very depressed, and we're going to get into a clip in a second that was on the Relatable podcast with Allie Beth Stuckey, where she kind of breaks this down, and she gives a theory on why maybe this is the case. And so we are about to get into that right now. All right, let's get into our topic. Studies show teens today have a hard time coping with life itself. Now... 49.5% of 8th, 10th, and 12th graders think that they can't do anything, right? 48.9% say, I do not enjoy life. Wow, 50%, I do not enjoy life. Man, that's crazy. We're going to be breaking down this clip even further. And Ali Beth Stuckey from the Relatable Podcast thinks that she might have a thesis on why Gen Z is so depressed. So we want to pose this question for you guys. Amen. Why are we so depressed? So we are on the eldest part of Gen Z. Yeah, we're right on the and line. And so we still say, why are we so depressed? I did not change the pictures from yesterday. So what? Sue me. I was making those cool creations earlier. But why are we so depressed? Let's get into that. So just ignore, you know, our... our uh, Patty Gasso from yesterday. Let's go ahead and dive deeper into this clip. Uh, He posted a study. The source is Monitoring the Future, analyzed by Gene Twinge. And this is 
um, data that goes from 91 to 2023. We'll put it up if you're watching on YouTube. And it's depressive symptoms in U.S. 8th, 10th, and 12th graders. Depressive symptoms in U.S. 8th, 10th, and 12th graders. And so they were asked to answer these three questions and I guess see how much they agreed with these statements. And one is, I can't do anything right. Two, my life is not useful. Three, I do not enjoy life. Man, just take a look at this graph. And so they've been doing the study since it looks like 91, right? And I mean, it goes up a little bit, comes down. It's kind of like, you know, stocks going up and down, but then it just shoots up. Like yeah. a good stock. I like but this is this 15. is bad. This is very bad because that's that's it's I can't do anything right. My life is not useful and I do not enjoy life. So what you could know, be that's so interesting. Yeah, what could be the cause of, you know, teens and high schoolers feeling like their lives essentially don't matter? And it's like fifteen, that's when we graduated high school. Right. But I also think that's when a lot of things happened. Yeah, there was a lot of you know, just social media change, social media change, the way people started thinking change. Politics, and so all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. People were just so, so, so certain, so suddenly consumed with everything and yeah. you had to take a stance on everything. And that's kind of part of what Ali Beth Stuckey gets into. So let's continue. So if you oh, look wait. all the way back at 19. 19- and also I think like 15 was kind of when influencers started taking off, like 14, 15. Yeah, like YouTube's got really big, which is, that's ironic. Yeah. Like YouTube and Instagram, Instagram influencers, they got huge. And so yeah. now instead of, you know, these wholesome movie characters, um, which our content used to be focused around, now all of a sudden it's YouTube influencers who are doing really goofy stuff, sometimes reckless, who are young and sometimes don't know any better because they haven't matured, but kids are looking up to that and they're, you know, looking up to that as like, oh, this is a way of doing life. I got all I gotta do is be an idiot sometimes. And it's like, no, like that's not productive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's not productive. It's gonna get you hurt, they can get you killed. That's not going to necessarily make you money, right? It just may it's going to lose you money because it may, if you do something on the internet and it stays out there, it could cost you opportunities to get a job. It could cost you opportunities to, you know, have relationships with people who can help you advance your career or just advance your life monetarily and just provide for your family. 91. The kid theories on like why on each one, why we think it is the way it is. I mean, you can, I'll love to hear them. Okay. So I think, I do not enjoy life is probably because of social media and seeing other people's lives and seeing like the right. the happy side that people decide to post because it only shows one side really. Exactly. Comparison is the enemy of joy. Yeah. I think my life is not useful because people aren't really doing purpose purposeful activities anymore. It's more so like, oh, let me just wake up, scroll on social media and. Mm-hmm. Or let me do something just to get a quick buck. Yeah. Like their usefulness is tied to how much money they can or how much material possessions that they can flex. And so they wake up with the mindset of what is the easiest and fastest way to get money or easiest and fastest way to get this thing so I can flex. But they're not necessarily doing anything useful. They don't have to work and build character to get to those things to win 
then now they can say, oh, I, I got this cool car, but let me tell you, like, the skill that it took. Yeah. Let me tell you the journey I had to go on. Let me tell you the how it shaped me. No, that's not happening anymore. Yeah, and I think that I can't do anything right is probably also social media and comparing themselves again. So, And that's the highest one, too. Right, I think so. people just think they have to be so perfect yeah. for everybody all the time. And that could be a reflection don't. of perfect or social media. Yeah, and then I think that also can lead into cancel culture too but that's a whole different topic yeah exactly let's get into these ages um saying these things it was low i mean it was still kind of high it was anywhere from 20 to 25 percent of kids were saying that they felt this way and then it actually dipped really low like when we were in high school there were very few people saying i don't enjoy life my life is not useful i can't do anything right or at least when i was in high school i guess i'm a little bit older than y'all um so that actually dipped in like 2010 and let me just pause and say i do feel like that was the golden era of america i think from like 2005 to 2010 we were rocking with it like things were going well like the movies were good the music was good we felt like we were past all of like you know no one really cared about race no one yeah before she gets into that do you think that period that she just said just leave it in the comments do you think that was like a golden age for america or do you think she's kind of off there cared about a lot of this divisive political stuff and things like things were going well i don't remember thinking about politics and this divisive stuff when i was in middle school and high school do y'all no yeah and before they get into that like, yeah, I wasn't necessarily thinking about politics in high school. There was, a course, of course, you know, a certain group of people who were about it, but they were just, those are the type of people who wanted to be like politicians or who were just more socially conscious naturally. But there wasn't a whole lot until probably, you know, towards the end of our schooling, you know, years, like maybe towards the end of high school, people started getting know more and more into it but that's kind of natural as you get older you want to get more involved and more aware of like you know what's going on out in the world but now it seems like you know you have to take a stance as a kid before you know like you can walk essentially or they're making kids political issues um they're involving kids with like hey it's like you can identify as this and you have to make a decision or or you don't have to make a decision. You can pause this. And it's so much for kids to comprehend that they're not able to even just be kids and grow up and just enjoy the things that they want to enjoy because they're making like life altering decisions and worried about, you know, just like global warming. It's like kids don't need to necessarily worry about that. It's like, yeah, it's like you're you're putting all these doomsday ideas into kids' heads and... I mean, like, there's just no reason. It's like, teach them to be productive so that, and to think critically and teach them problem solving skills so that when they get of age for those important or to, to understand what is actually going on, then that they can just jump in and be of value to write the ship rather than growing up with this, this fear mentality in a state of like pandemonium to where like, they're just crutched by fear all of their life yeah well I feel like I kind of had like a different experience when it came to politics and things like that I think my first impactful moment 
where I realized, oh, politics is like really a big thing was like 20, 2008 in middle school when it was like Obama was running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of what she just said. She was like, yeah, I remember Obama, but that was like it. Yeah, yeah. but like, I don't know, from her point of view, it kind of seemed like, I mean, it was still like, whatever, you know? Well, yeah, of course, but she's a little bit older than us. So yeah. by that time, she was older than us. And so then she kind of stalled like, oh, like this is actually kind of being a big deal, not just for the people who vote, but this is a big deal for like kids in class. Like it was like, yeah, we got to vote for the first black president. And this is like a big deal. And I mean, yeah, that's a milestone. But are we voting for him because he was the only black or going to be the first black president or it was he the, was he actually the best candidate? And so that's the, the thing that we keep wrestling with is like, are we doing things just to try to even the scales? Are we actually doing things because that is the most productive thing for us moving forward as a society? I've had to ask my parents if, because now I'm an adult, then then I wasn't. Um, if it was like this, then, and I think social media has made it worse with mm-hmm. that being more prominent. But um, I mean, my parents were like, "No, it's yeah. not like this." Um, and that's another thing is that we didn't have social media, right. but there was no pressure to be an activist mm-hmm. either to put your pronouns yeah. in your profile or are you for this? Are you against this? Do you have a stance on this? I mean, the Obama election was when I was a junior, senior, junior. And so I remember that, but I also went to like a conservative Christian school. So most people were on the same page. But still, it just they like weren't really topics of conversation. Not that people didn't go through really hard times in high school and things like that. But as far as like world problems, we were mostly, I think, focused on our lives and what was going on. And social media puts this unrealistic pressure on people, not just to be perfect, not just the comparison thing, not just the feelings of exclusion, which are natural to adolescents and then exacerbated times 10 when you have social media. But also we didn't carry the weight of news on our shoulders. Yeah. And that's the thing. These kids are so worried about world problems at such a young age. Like, like, you know, Greta Thornburg or whatever her name was, like she was such a young girl i mean she was i think she was still high school yeah she's like yeah but she was but she was still such a young girl and she's talking to people adults who or one adults but she's also you know encouraging kids who are you know youthful to be like hey like we need to take it on because how dare you like the the older generation basically screwed us and it's like hey like y'all need to just grow up being and you know, keep being productive. Like, I'm not saying that she she wasn't productive or that she isn't productive. That's a, you know, different conversation. But if she takes, you know, her drive to, you know, call out these people then and she, once she gets of age, you know, maybe, I don't know, 18, 21, whatever, when, she, when she's of age to vote and then she's able to, develop more problem-solving skills, then maybe she has a different perspective, right? But then, but since she's, you know, automatically taking a stance at a young age, and then she's, you know, being pushed by just one side, it's kind of like she's locked in to this one perspective, and now she's got people championing her. But then on the other side, she's got people just bashing her, and, you know... Mental. 
ba- yeah, basically yeah. calling her mental. And I, I don't think either either side is being helpful in the development of her, mm-hmm. right? She should, like Ali Beth Stuckey just said, she needs to be focused on her and her development, not necessarily the world problems at such a you know innocent, oh, well, it's not necessarily innocent age, but at such a you know young age when she's still developing and still you know essentially trying to find her identity, right? shouldn't be so concrete and locked in at that point like the weight of elections we knew that no one cared what we thought about those things and we didn't want to like bring them forth so anyway i wonder if that is part of the reason like for the dip in depressive symptoms when i was in high school i don't know all right so yeah why are we so depressed we want to hear your comments in the comment section now we are about to get into our main points before we get into our main points though I do have something from Shepherd Baptiste that I think that you're going to like. Have you ever been boasted? That makes sense why Kenya usually posts the content, but does not consume it. The word tells us that we should not set before our eyes anything that is worthless. If it's not adding value, let it go. The fruits of our hyperpolitics. All right, so that was not Shepherd Baptiste. Still trying to work out some of the kinks. That was Kenya's inner voice which was Lady Zipporah. Zipporah. Yeah, I'm still trying to nail down that name. So we'll get into Kenya's point here. And Kenya's point is? Be careful of what comes in through the ears and the eyes. What comes in, you will hold on to, and you tend to fill, um, which they mentioned in the podcast a little bit. Pursuing Christ with all our mind, our body, and soul brings peace. No crystal, no medium. Or a drug of choice could ever bring. So, point towards Christ and the things of depression, all those feelings that were are are currently growing, don't become an issue anymore because you know what your purpose is in Christ. Then you know once your purpose is in Christ, that's your aim. That's that's what you strive for every single day. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. So now we're gonna go to my inner voice. King Rafa. Simon Sinek gets brutally honest about the Gen Z problem. Christian Dang, perspective. Service is everything. Even Jesus says in Mark that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and give his life as a ransom for many. Having a servant heart, attitude and mindset will help us to, to operate more in the spirit of Christ where we don't avoid conflict, but still offer compassion and love. Having uncomfortable conversations start- Okay. That was that was kind of the wrong one. Basically, what he was supposed to say was that the fruits of our hyperproductivity has led to people being content in their leisure. People are less ambitious because they can be, and few are pushing ambition combined with grit and determination. So essentially, um, dang it, that was not supposed to be there either. So um, essentially, our let me find my point now. So essentially, our products enslave us, and we have learned improper ways of dealing with negative emotions. So they don't understand how to overcome when adversity presents itself. So basically, we have social media, right? We're living in this time where we're reaping the fruits of being so productive where we've advanced in technology very quickly, right? But that is 
kind of been counterproductive from the stance of now people don't seem, they don't have to work as hard, right? You don't have to go out there and, you know, really work for a living, right? Because everybody can walk around with a smartphone and you can be a slave to leisure in a sense. Idle mind and idle time is the devil's workshop. That is a quote that you will often hear. And that is a killer of ambition. And when you're not ambitious, then that, you don't learn things, good characteristics like grit and determination and how to overcome adversity. And so when things hit you in an adverse way and, you know, sadness starts to set in and you don't know how to deal with it, you don't know how to overcome it because you haven't properly learned how to deal with the negative emotions that come. And so I think Ali Beth Stuckey had some good points, but that's just what we think. What do you think about what Ali Beth Stuckey said? What do you think about our points? We would like to know if you like this video. I know that you're going to like this video next, so check it out. We will see you over there. But until then, don't be so the alpha and the omega. Like for the algorithm. This is kind of how I see the religious today. The religious today are basically, they're just super stiff and they, they claim to know everything about God. And so that kind of gets me into my first point is the religious are machine made and not God made. And so instead of letting the Holy Spirit come into their lives and do a work in them, they're just following you know, a systematic theology in a sense to where everything is laid out for them and they become basically just these machine made things. So, so like nowadays, there's all, we, we machines make everything, right? It, you, they go through, they line up on a conveyor belt and this piece does this and this piece puts this together. And then at the end, you have all these identical pieces rather than um, in the Bible, it says that God is, you know, the potter and are the clay and he should be molding you and transforming you in that way we shouldn't be machines of man-made ideas but rather we should take what god has blessed us with right the identity that god has given us and maximize it according to his will according to the values that jesus laid before us What's up, people? Welcome to the Hangout session. What's up, people? What's up, people? Hope everybody is doing well. There's no music that played. Oh, that's weird. All right. Hey, well, people, like make sure you like for the algorithm. Um, let's get into some of your comments. We got quite a few that are queued up in the chat we will start with one from mom prophet she says love the studio as is but wondering if set changes are in the future yes <laughs> yeah so we're gonna work on getting kenya a different background and a more stable uh, like stand <laughs> Pole, yeah. yeah like structure that the background is set on so that's that's probably one of the first things that we're going to do um, also, we'll probably get a few different interchangeable backgrounds with those as well yeah. so that we can give different looks for when guests come or, you know, different shows that we want to do 
um, as well. You want different looks. So different moods. Different yeah. moods. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. That was a great question. Shout out to our prof. So, let's see another one. Aunt Cindy says, people are self-absorbed. The, or they do not, or they, the do you movement, oh, the do you movement has led to hopeless, has led to a hopeless spiral. I can't read tonight. Add social media's perfect imagery. She have some more. I guess not. Uh, I guess add social media's perfect imagery. Yeah. And you're just spiraling downhill. It's just death. So yeah, that was the end of the sentence. I like that. Um, Amen to you. Amen. Um, God taken out of school, most homes, and even some churches. They need Christ, but who's sharing him? We're sharing him. Right? Amen. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're trying our best to. Yeah. Yes. We're at least, yeah, we're trying to share. And you have to be wise in how you share Christ now. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a time when, you know, you can stand at the corner and throw the Bible at people, and it's like, yeah, hey, man, we can we can save souls that way. Now you have to be more strategic, um, innovative, awesome. innovative, because the t- the times are just different. Yeah. And so I think we're now in an age where we really have to show and really exemplify what it means to live in Christ, rather than because there's so much information out there. And there's even competing information about what it means to be a Christian. And so you really have to walk the walk nowadays in order for you to be the cream that rises to the top, in order for you to be persuasive. Ultimately, you know, Jesus is the cream that rises to the top. He is the wheat that is separated from the chaff. Um, He is the one that does the the separating. So um, you want to be part of the wheat. And so... The only way to do that is to produce good fruit, and that's actually going to be part of my profitable conversation tomorrow. So you're going to want to tune into that. So thank you for your comment, Aunt Cindy. All right. Mom Prophet says, speak, Cindy. Without Christ, they are so empty. And T-Mac says, empty all the way through. Cindy also says, mediocrity is the standard and everyone gets a trophy until the real world, especially other countries, have higher standards. America is no longer the best of the best. Yeah. And I will add to that is because we don't push to be the best of the best. We very well could be the best of the best because when we do push to be the best of the best, like in sports, it's apparent that we are. So nobody's beating us in basketball for the most part. Um, women's soccer, like there's, there's so many different sports where we strive to be the best of the best. And there's some stuff that it's like, ah, we don't really care about that. That we'll let other people have it. And we settle for mediocre mediocrity when it used to not be the case. We used to strive for excellence and everything. And if somebody was better than us, then we'd find a way to, you know, try to get better and improved until we were at their level and then thus better. Yeah. And to add on to that, um, yeah, it's like we're all for being mediocre. And then, like you said, until the real world happens and then people want to complain about not being where they want to be, even mm. though their actions don't represent where they're trying to go. 
that makes sense. So No, yeah. yeah. It's like you said, you want to be at an elite level, but you don't want to do what is required to be elite. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a real problem out there. It's a real problem. So, T-Mac also says Jesus is Amen. the key. Amen. So our second topic, I think, is a very good one as well. So we are going to be getting into a Simon Sinek. Well, it's a basically Simon Sinek clip. Uh, he was on a podcast. It wasn't his podcast, but he was on a podcast. And he gets into the problem with Gen Z that further adds to this theme of the new depression, which is this wave of just cultivating sad people, like sad young people, which is not good because, you know, younger people are taking their lives at a higher risk. And they're also reporting, like we just saw, higher depression levels, you know, thoughts that they're not useful, that they don't matter, essentially. And, you know, I wish that every one of them just knew that they mattered and that, Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly, not to, you know, bring upon these thoughts of death, essentially, and these thoughts that you don't matter and that you're useless. You are absolutely useful, and everybody on this earth has something that they can contribute to this world. So we're going to get into that here in just a moment. Let me make sure that everything is queued up properly. Yep, that looks that looks about right. So let's go ahead and get into our next topic. But again, it's really funny how many young kids are, would were, they they would rather quit than have a difficult conversation, or they'd rather break up than have a difficult conversation, or worse, they'd rather go someone than break up with them. Gary, man, Simon Sinek gets brutally honest, and we're gonna break that clip down even further here on the quality life make sure that you because we on a mission to spread some practical religion like i said we're going to break this down we do have a question for you and that question is not ask us anything that question is uh let's see it was five okay do we raise children to be immature adults Do we raise them to be immature adults? And so that is what we're going to be exploring in this clip. And so let's get into this clip even further. This young generation, because of all the reasons we've talked about and more, seems to exhibit the traits of being very conflict avoidant, very uncomfortable with uncomfortable. Um, that has some impact that are sometimes funny, quote unquote, but always tend to make somebody feel more lonely. So for example, and I've seen this happen, I've heard about these stories so many times, a, a young employee who may feel they're in line for a raise, but is so uncomfortable to go to their boss and ask for a raise, that they just quit, that they would rather quit than have an uncomfortable conversation. And then sometimes it is followed by a, an angry email that says, I'm undervalued, you don't appreciate me, you underpay me, you know? And 
and I've, I've, I've heard it happen so many times where. And that's crazy, right? Because people are so adverse to just dealing with their problems head on that they just duck and run. And again, going back to social media, that might be a product of social media as well. Whereas if you get into an altercation with somebody, you can just subtweet them or you can just fight over, you know, your keyboard by, you know, sending posts or, you know, just battling over social media and not actually having to face your problems in the real world. And so you're not developing the, the skill set and the actual fortitude to deal with your problems head on. So like if I have a problem with, I mean, and that's why I think sports are so good because if I had a problem with my teammate, like off the field or even on the field, like we had a long season ahead of us. Like I was going to see him in weights. I was going to see him the next day at practice. We had to play a game together. We had to figure out how to move past those issues and, you know, come to at least a cordial, you know, solution to where we can you know move on in a civil manner and a lot of young kids especially in gen z they're they're just adverse to this sort of skill set the leadership is like what what we would have happily like i'm sorry we we were either planning on giving you a raise we'd happily give you a raise you know and it's really uncomfortable to walk in your boss's office and be like, hey, I'm working really hard. Can I have a raise, please? Now, the time you do get to quit is when you've had this conversation four, five, six times and you've seen nothing and had no feedback and had no impact. Then absolutely you quit. And absolutely you say, you undervalue me, you underappreciate me, we've under, underappreciate me. We've had this conversation five or six times. Then it's their fault. Exactly. And so now we're at an age where People think that they are the most valuable just because they woke up this morning. It's like you aren't, you know, just the the ultimate prize just because you woke up this morning. It's like, yeah, that should be your goal, but you have to mold yourself into that, right? And if you have worked hard, if you've put in the work and you face you know, you, you go and you go to somebody who is above you and say, hey, like, I've been working hard. I think I deserve some higher rank. And they just laugh at you. Well, then it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do next? Right? It's not, it's not, let me just avoid this because since they don't rec, since they haven't given me this rank automatically, they must not value me right? And it's like, woe is me. They don't see me as a person. And then you start to get into this mindset where going back to our last video, where people think they're useless, they don't think they matter, etc. Yeah, but I think also that comes from not, I guess, knowing corporate structure either, because that's like a normal thing. Like you go to your boss, when you're ready to get a raise. Um, you, pit, you essentially pitch yourself and like, hey, right. ready for a raise? This is what I've done this whole year, or these are my new skills. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Right, it's like, yeah, I think I deserve this. I think this is where we're at now, and it's almost like you're 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 literally pitching for a new job, and yeah. so people think that they have a job and they see the the ceiling or the lack thereof. They see the sky's the limits at this job, but then they don't want to do what is required to you know, reach the sky. It's like, oh, I'm here now. Everything will just take care of itself. And I remember I kind of fell into that 
know, coming up a little bit where I was like, okay, I've been good at things and they, you know, they recognize me in this way. But then sometimes you get to this place of complacency where you're like, oh man, like it's almost like that I'm already good. Me and my mom have, my family has an inside joke on I'm already good. And it, it has involves dealing with my brother. But it's like, yeah, I'm already good. I don't have to work anymore because I've already reached a level. People recognize me. It's like, but I thought you wanted to be the best that you could be. That's what you say. You want to reach the boss status. It's like you're you're still not doing what is required to be a boss, and you're still not trying to find ways, innovative ways, because that's what a boss has to do. They have to, you know, be the trailblazers, be the visionaries for the company, and set the path forward. And if you're not doing that for yourself as an employee, well, then how do you expect to be a boss? Yeah, and I kind of fell on that too a little bit um, because – I remember, like, working at a job, and I was like, okay. I mean, I didn't plan on being there long anyways. Like, I was just there, getting my experience, all that kind of stuff. And then I would hear, like, little people and coworkers would come up to me. They'd be like, you should be paid more. You should be at this level. You should be doing this. They should just give it to you kind of thing. And I was like, you're right. You know, I do deserve that. And then it took a point for me to be like, okay, that's a bit entitled. And that's not how corp. That's not how it is in the corporate world. In the real world, you don't just get things right because you think you deserve to get them. You get them because of hard work. You get them because it's God's will, kind of thing. So right, and also just sometimes you just need to ask. The the yeah. even the word says ask, and you shall receive. It's like you you gotta ask. It's like you you just want to receive something for nothing a lot of times, and a lot of times that is why you don't have because they had all the information. But again, it's really funny how many young kids are, would were, they they would rather quit than have a difficult conversation, or they'd rather break up than have mm-hmm. a difficult conversation, or worse, they'd rather ghost someone than break up with them, <laughs> because it's really uncomfortable to have a fight and a breakup and call each other names. It's much easier to just turn off all the social media, un- unfollow everywhere. I know we've been dating for six months, but I'm just going to now ignore every text, ignore all your calls, and think about it from the, we talk about service. Yeah. And before he gets into service. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I, I watched a show called Politics, and the girl, the host, Alex Clark, she was saying how she was dating this guy for six months, and she asked she asked him a simple question like, hey, why don't you ask me about my job? Like, why don't you find that important to ask me? And then he ghosted her and didn't talk to her anymore and then told their mutual friends that she was weird for asking that question. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's very interesting. It's like yes, poor communication. Why couldn't you say, hey, maybe it's not something I want to talk about yeah. or maybe it struck something weird up in the guy but i mean also on the flip side for the host there it's a good sign of like okay well dodge the bullet like yeah because yeah, that that definitely ain't it yeah. that's buns but yeah before he gets into service though um it's so easy to just unfollow people and that be like your declaration to the world that you don't We're mess with them anymore, anymore. <laughs> and it's like did y'all even try to, you know, work this out in a cordial manner? Did y'all even try to come to an understanding, even if y'all aren't moving forward with the relationship at, 
you know, with a with a really good relationship, at least y'all can be at a level where y'all have y'all find some middle ground where y'all can move forward, be cordial, be civil in the future without having to involve the outside world in such a dramatic fashion. Because that's really what you that's really what you're doing. You're involving the whole world when you post stuff online. Yeah. Especially if you have a public account. I mean, even private accounts, like all you got to do is accept a bunch of invitations and who doesn't want more followers? Most of the time, private accounts, they'll have a bunch of followers. They'll just be like, oh, I'm private just to say I'm private, but they're not really private. And so. Yeah. But we see that a lot with celebrities. Like we'll see in tabloids or, or news articles like, oh, this celebrity unfollowed this celebrity. They're not friends anymore. Right. Yeah, so. And so again, it's like, who are the people that we're following, right? We're living in a time where people are like the leaders. We have poor leadership and they're developing a poor following. And the following are the people that end up being the leaders later down in the future because a lot of the following are, you know, people of the younger generation. Think about the service or disservice we do to the other person for their Yeah, their pay attention to this, folks. It's like you got in a car accident. It's like you were just killed. It's like you just disappeared off the planet. That is trauma because you're uncomfortable to have an uncomfortable conversation. You would do that to another person. So service goes both ways, which is I will make myself uncomfortable and have a difficult conversation, even if I bumble it and screw it up and it ends up being a screaming match. Man. Yeah, so service, service, service. And I think that... Shepherd Baptiste has an awesome message for you guys before we break down the rest of this clip. From a Christian perspective, service is everything. Even Jesus says in Mark that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and give his life as a ransom for many. Having a servant heart, attitude and mindset will help us to, to operate more in the spirit of Christ where we don't avoid conflict, but still offer compassion and love. Yes. Exactly right, right there. Amen. Shepherd Baptiste, everybody. With yes. all the wisdom. With all the wisdom, as he always has. And it's service. It's like even the Son of Man, and we always give a Christian perspective here on this channel, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but he came to serve. And so it is all about being of service to people. And like Simon Sinek just said, like how much of it is a disservice if you're avoiding these tough conflicts and neither one of you are able to grow and you're just kind of blowing the other person off. It's like, no, you're not letting them down easy or you're not letting them off the hook or even letting yourself off the hook. You're doing a disservice on both ends because neither one of you are able to grow and you're not serving yourself. You're not serving the other person. You're not serving the greater society around us because then y'all both take these toxic mentalities into other relationships to influence other situations that thus influence other situations. So it's a trickle effect. Because that is a better option than traumatizing a person where they have to believe that I've, first of all, that I've died because they can't get hold of me in the panic. And then when they realize I'm alive because they see me on Instagram, that now I've destroyed their self-confidence. How dare somebody do that to another human being? Because mm-hmm. you're just a little uncomfortable of having an uncomfortable conversation. Where we can help is we can teach people how to have uncomfortable conversations. That is a Amen. skill set. Amen. Let's teach them. 
We don't teach leaders how to have uncomfortable conversations. We don't teach students how to have uncomfortable conversations. We don't teach, you know, we can teach these things all over the place. And I think it's, I think it's a big gaping hole in curriculum. We teach, you know, maths and we teach English, but we don't teach social interaction. We don't teach listening. We don't, we don't teach how to have uncomfortable conversations. We don't teach how to give and receive feedback, you know? Now you tell me which is gonna be more valuable for the rest of your life, how to have a difficult conversation or trigonometry. <laughs> yeah. And shouldn't we be, you know, isn't this, shouldn't we be preparing people for life? Oh yeah, I agree exactly. with that. I agree with that. Like we're not preparing people for the life that is to come. Yeah. We are always preparing them for, you know, just to be slaves to the a system. A worker bee. A worker bee. Yeah, exactly. I, I like what you just put there. And it's not helpful to anybody because now we're at a point where people don't know how to interact socially. And that is the foundation of any thriving society is relationship building and people being able to work together to advance society. But now we have people who are so fixated on themselves because partly because they don't know how to interact with other people. But if we can get to a place where we're teaching people how to be of service, how to interact and and be effective in their social interactions, then we can get we can write the ship before it just totally sinks, but it might be a long way coming. Yeah, and that kind of like leads into my point on where I think we should start. All right, man. Before you get to your point, though, we want to <laughs> yeah. ask, do we raise children to be immature adults? Please leave that down. Let's spark up a great conversation. We'd love to hear your perspective because your perspective absolutely matters. Now, let's go to Lady <laughs> Zipporah. Yep, you got it. We should have chose an easier name for me to pronounce. Lady Zipporah. <laughs> Let's go to Lady Zipporah before we get into Kenya's point. We are in a time where ineffective leadership is developing even less effective followings. This should be a reminder to be wise with who you follow and responsible with how you lead. Okay, that wasn't Lady Zipporah. That was King Rafa. But, um, so I'll, I'll get into my point first, I guess. Okay. So my point is we need to help people understand how valuable they can be, especially as Christians, because that is our main thing, is to serve other people, to show them the love of Christ, to show them that they are loved, that they are valued, and to pass that forward to other people. I believe we are in an age of rebuilding. God is ready to rebuild our spiritual temples, and as a result, the physical world will start to trend in a quality direction. So as we, we, we talk about our bodies being temples, you know, our, a, a temple and a house for the soul. And if we can get that clean, if we can get that right, if we let God rebuild that, then the greater world outside of us, these social interactions, the, the way we view society, the way our society actually looks, will start to trend in a better uh, direction. And then we won't have such a generation of just people who are looked down upon themselves is what it comes down to at the end of the day. So let me go over here and queue up Kenya's um, Lady Zipporah, and then we'll get into Kenya's point. Okay, we're back again with 
the game would you rather? Give me a second. All right, here we go. Wait, wait. Okay, my would you rather question, drop it in the comments. Would you have would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button of your life? Okay, continue. <laughs> Probably a pause button so I could, you know, stop and think about a decision before I make such an impulsive decision or before I make a bad decision. Let me just yeah. really think this through. I mean, yeah. rewind's like, okay, but it's like, it's like, it. did you really learn if you just, you know, go Keep back and rewind back. in? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, nah, that's. That's, uh, that's fair, yeah. Right. I so, think I would say that too. It makes me think of the movie, Click. Remember that movie? I think I vaguely remember it. Yeah, it was like, Where it's like, like a, a rewind. Yeah, 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 I remember it. All right, so here is Lady Zipporah. We are in a time where ineffective leadership is developing even less. Okay, I guess not. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, here, right here, here, here <laughs> is Lady Zipporah. We are in a time where ineffective leadership. I hit it twice by accident. Can I put a comment up? Uh, I didn't get to. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Mom prophet said I would definitely go back and not make the same mistakes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do now with the support thing. Uh, <laughs> normally, I get to test stuff out, but we were scrambling trying to, you know, get this stuff together for you. So I didn't get to necessarily do all my quality check. But without further ado... The lady of the hour. Having uncomfortable conversations starts in the home. The growing decline in nuclear and multi-generational family units could be the cause. So yes, Kenya. What is the inspiration beyond that? Well, I think communication skills start in the home. And a lot of times family members may avoid certain topics in order to keep the peace. They don't want to disturb anyone's feelings, anyone's perspectives or anything. They don't want to disrupt anything. But I think it might be helpful to bring them up in order to practice those conversations, like first in the home before they get out into the real world. So they'll know, oh, why do I feel angry or why or how should I respond in a certain way mm. in order for it to be a fruitful conversation rather than just being in our heads together because we don't agree with each other. So when we don't have those conversations to practice, what do we expect will happen in the real world? So I think it just starts in the home. Amen. 
I can agree with that. But that's just our perspective. What is your perspective? Do we raise children to be immature adults? If yes, why? If no, why? We'd love to hear from you. If you like this video, I know you're going to want to check out this video next because YouTube is recommending it from us to you individually. We will see you over there. But until then, don't be Later. Later. the alpha and the omega. Like for the algorithm. So, in Mark 7, right, uh, Jesus is confronted by the Pharisees because his apostles uh, essentially don't go through the hand-washing rituals before they eat. And so the Pharisees and the experts in the law asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the traditions of their elders, but eat with unwashed hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites, as it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but in their, but their hearts, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men, having no regard for the commands of God, you hold fast to human tradition. He also said to them, you neatly reject the commandment of God in order to set up your tradition. And that's what I see a lot of within the, the super religious is like they are actually rejecting the command to follow Jesus as the way, the truth, and the light and go through the process of what it means to have faith in God so that they can bow to their own traditions because to them, they want everything figured out and they want to, you know, systematically have everything laid out for them so that they can, you know, say that they have the truth instead of just following the truth, being a light into the world, showing love. All right, so we are back with our final hangout session here. We are excited. Thank you for, you know, being a part of this with us today. T-Mac says, it does start in the home. Talk it out. Get it out. Even if it feels or even if... Feelings get hurt. Even if... Oh, if feelings get hurt. All is a learning process. I would like... Amen. I like that. I like that. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And Mom Prof says, get it all out. We talk about everything. Yes, right you are. We do. We talk it all out. Regarding the... Would you rather, Mom Prophet says, oh, no, I would definitely go back and not make the same mistakes. Because, <laughs> well, like, yeah, that'd be interesting because if yeah. you can rewind it and you don't make the same mistakes, would that? I mean, you change your future, but. Yeah, you would. But then the things of well, yeah, the future. Yeah, like if my mom went back and, uh, <laughs> and didn't make the mistakes, I wouldn't be alive. <laughs> so it's like. Oh, no, there's great things that come from mistakes. There's there's good fruit that eventually comes from mistakes. If you're eventually headed for the right, headed in the right direction, and becoming a fruitful person. So, yeah, that's just a little perspective there. All right, Aunt Cindy, in regards to the would you rather, she says it depends on the moment. Some rewinds are good. Think Groundhog Day. Pause. Just slow down the 
oh, pause this, just slow down the inevitable. Well, it can, but then it could also be a time of reflection before a time to, you know, redirect, which I guess would be the inevitable, but you could stop yourself from making the mistake that you had to go back and rewind if you pause and you analyze the situation properly. So, I mean, and sometimes there's just, you got to weigh, you know, two things that aren't necessarily the best for you and choose a path and see yeah. which, which path, which path you take. All right. Let's see. Uh, Aunt Cindy says, maybe nicknames Zipporah to Lady Z for easy pronunciation. Yeah, that might have to work. So I like Kenya name Zipporah. I had another name in mind. I like Zipporah. I mean, I, I don't dislike Zipporah. It's just like... Well, you know, when people say, I don't dislike it, that means they don't really like it. <laughs> okay, you got me. It's true. You got me. I'm sorry. I mean, no, I actually really don't dislike it. I mean, I like the name. It's just hard to pronounce. A good job. Zipporah. I'm going to just let you intro Zipporah from now on. <laughs> like, you you got it. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, she said I would still have Josh and Jake they would just have a better father <laughs> I don't know what I that means I don't know what that means <laughs> I don't know what that means cause if if uh, you got with another guy then there's no way that we could be materialized in the same way unless she's talking about just, I, I don't know <laughs> Oh no, we're just gonna let that ride. We're gonna let that sit right there. Right there. All right, Aunt Cindy says each member in the body of Christ has a job to do. Find your value in your kingdom work. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Amen. Because we we all have different gifts and different talents and different things that we are best at excelling in when it comes to being of service to the kingdom of God. And so you need to find your work. Some people, it's being an usher. Some people, it's being a shepherd over people or pastoring. Some people, it's being an elder. An elder and pastor are two different things. Um, some people, it's, you know, being shepherd. Being a content, re- content creator. Yeah, some people, it's being a content creator like us. Like yeah. I, I get, I've gotten asked all the time since I was 16, um, like, oh, do you feel called to preach? And the first time I was ever asked that, I was like, yeah, but it was like a panic. <laughs> yes. It was like a, of course. Yeah. Yeah. If you think I feel called, if you're asking the question, you must think I have the anointing or whatever. Yeah. And after that, I went home and I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm never just going to lie like that again. Like that, <laughs> that felt so bad. And so ever since then, people have asked me and I've always said no, like absolutely not. Cause I feel I've never felt like that was going to be a calling. I don't, I never thought that was attached to my destiny. I felt like I was going to be of service, a better service using my gifts, which I'm able to do production. I'm able to, you know, make music. I'm able to do things in media I always felt like I'd be of better service to the kingdom of God doing that and reaching people in this manner. So uh, I didn't know like YouTube would be this popping. So this is a blessing from God that, you know, you know, YouTube has come and I'm able to serve in this way. So yeah, shout out to God. 
All right, Aunt Cindy says, see the problem with going back, but you <laughs> did say choose either rewind or pause, not a combo. Yeah, that's true. Can't fault me there. All right, it looks like... Oh, T-Mac said, I would not, <laughs> I would not want to go backwards. Hey, hey man, hey, I, man. I'm with you. So, looks like we uh, are all caught up on the comments. Uh, we Before we get out of here... We want to remind you of our schedule. Sorry for the technical difficulties. We'll have all that worked out, uh, hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, we will see you tomorrow with a double trouble of episodes of starting tomorrow at around 5 p.m. with Faith and Beyond, and that'll be followed by a profitable conversation. So we're going solo tomorrow with some great topics. And then Saturday may or may not be our... Faith and Beyond episode with Mama Prophet. So that would be Kenya interviewing Mama Prophet about her faith and just a triage of, you know, a litany of topics. <laughs> let's let's go with that. So if you're not part of our well, let's let's oh, subscribers. Subscribers is there. So we're at 571, I believe, right now. And our goal is to get to a thousand. So thank you to everybody who has been subscribing. Um, if you need encouragement, make sure you check out Kenya's on Medium. Follow her. She is trying to get to 100 followers. And she's just had a great article or post or blog or whatever you call it. Uh, you read it, basically. <laughs> it's an article, in my opinion, um, on humility and how we should approach humility from a kingdom mindset perspective. So that was that was really good. So if you're into that... Go follow her on Medium, and then also we have a private Facebook group called The Quality Group where we will be announcing you know, different things and surprises and reveals as they get closer. So you're going to want to be a part of that. I uh, appreciate Aunt Cindy for commenting in that uh, yesterday. I, I, really, I really enjoy that because it's pretty dead in there right now. But we're trying to, we're trying to um, you know, make it come back to life with the members that it has. So we're going to be... You know, trying to get some consistent content up on that. Probably starting, you know, not this coming up week, but the week after for sure. So we want to thank you guys for rocking out with us. Remember that God is always with you. That is why we always say, yeah, we um, shout out to my boy Andres, because we are the co-owners of that phrase. Okay. Do you have any last words before we get on out of here today or tonight? Um, thank you, everyone, for watching, and uh, don't forget to hit that like button. Yes. Like for the algorithm. We'll see y'all tomorrow.